Yo, D, bust a move, man. I was on my way up here to the studio, you know what I'm saying? And this brother stopped me and said, Yo, what's up with that brother rap critic? He swear he nice. I said, Yo, the brother don't swear he nice. He knows he's nice. Know what I'm saying? So, D, we got a feeling you're turning into a rap critic, man. Now, I remember that line. He was kicking me on the way to L.A. Lou Alton, Queens, when we were in the car on the way to the shop. Well, yo, right now, kick the bass for them brothers and let them know what goes off. What goes off? Well, <laughs> Bernie dropped down and I've got a pistol. Let's go to a podcast <laughs> with, with Rap Critic and Muse. We've got an interesting buffet, a nice spread out mm-hmm. in front of us. It's uh, it's almost like Golden Corral, where... <laughs> you ever been to Golden Corral? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, okay, so... We're, we're we're in the same boat of having that having that that experience under yeah, our belt. It's going to a place and just letting the food and fat wash over you. You know that sort of experience. You know. So I don't know about you, but the the two albums we've got this week, you walk in, smells nice. Mm. The food looks nice. <laughs> the way you feel afterwards, though. <laughs> Leaves a little to be desired. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> we've got two very different albums this week. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say it would make the most sense to start with your boys, the Brothers Gib. Oh, of course. The motherfucking Bee Gees, our mm. very first disco album uh, to be reviewed on the show as far as... Yeah! <laughs> oh, man. We'll get to that. Um, th- this was a listener-requested uh, album, requested by Christina Lore. I'm going to assume that's how it's pronounced, L-O-H-R, Lore. And we-, we thank you very much. If you are a listener and you would like to request an album to be reviewed on the show, head on over to our Kofi. that is ko-fi.com slash off. that is just G-O-I-N-O-F-F. And for a one-time $40 pledge, you too can request an album to be reviewed on the show. And if you want to splurge a little bit and you got some music you've made yourself, we'll review that shit for 50 So head on over to the page for details. But in the meantime, we've got the Bee Gees and the Children of the World from, was it 76? What a weird, hippie-sounding title for a decidedly not-hippie album. <laughs> And the album art is weird, too. They're in, like, leather jackets. They almost look like like bomber jackets. And y- you know what I think this is? Like, as I was listening to this, I mean, not not to spoil it too soon, but, like, as I was listening to this album, it kind of felt like, like, yo, this is, you know, like, I- I'm listening to it for the first time, right? And I- I've heard BG songs. We've all heard BG yeah. songs. They're, uh-huh. you know, antiquated, you know, like, fixtures in time at this point. Like, it's kind of even hard to judge some of the, like, really big hits, you know? Because it's just like, what do you say? You know, these are, like, quintessential sort of texts of pop music in a way. <laughs> but it's yeah. like... Just listening to, you know, a whole album of theirs, you know, without like the, without just the big hits, like one or two of the big hits, you know what I'm saying? But like, Mm. just diving into their music, you immediately get the feeling of like, you guys aren't saying anything, are you? This ain't, this is pop (laughs) shit, ain't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it like, it has the veneer of like the 70s sheen, so it has that like dad rock respectability that it feels like should be given to it. You know what Mm. I'm saying? But like, when you're really listening to what they're saying, it's just like, 
You guys aren't saying anything. You're just trying to sound like the flower power shit. You know, you're just leeching off of that aesthetic, you know? <laughs> I know the Bee Gees, they didn't start out like this. They started in the fucking uh, 60s, I want to say. They, they got yeah. a really early start. And the disco shit wasn't what they started out with or ended up with. It was just kind of what they're most known for. Because when you score um, one of the most popular or notorious infamous movies of the time, mm-hmm. not necessarily best movie of the time, uh, it's just kind of well known. Though, you know, it is yeah. a cult classic, Saturday Night Fever, and it is still the best-selling sound, uh, movie soundtrack album of all time. And you're like two-thirds of the soundtrack. <laughs> you kind of get lumped you're, you're in You're tied into it, yeah, yeah. This is right after... Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Even so, uh, the first track is actually from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, You Should Be Dancing. I don't think any other song off the album was in the movie, though, but the album does have its fair share of disco. It's not entirely disco, which I was surprised by, but a good bit of it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're trying to... Again, it's, it is it is 70s pop. They were trying to, you know, cover mm-hmm. all their bases and shit. You know, like, this is Taylor Swift of the 70s. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? You need to tick all the boxes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. With that said, my three favorite cuts, if I'm going to go through them real quick, mm-hmm. would be uh, You Should Be Dancing. Of course. Of fucking course. <laughs> uh, can't keep a good man down. Uh, you know, we, we can talk about that one a little bit. <laughs> and uh, the children of the world. I think those three okay. are the strongest cuts. The worst cuts, in my opinion, <laughs> would have to go to You Stepped Into My Life, the second cut. Mm, lovers. <laughs> Lovers, let me see. Where did I put that one? That's it's 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 up there. It's not it's not the worst though. It's definitely close. I would say that goes to Boogie Child. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, in the pantheon of boogie songs, this oh, is definitely man. pretty fucking low on the rungs. <laughs> this is definitely the skippable. Yeah, you, this is not required listening. I would say you should be dancing is quintessential disco it's got yeah. the fucking you got the, vun- the the funky bass riffs you got the cowbell in there you got a nice horn filled breakdown that's really got it all but for me and i'm not sure which gib brother it is but the one who has like the the voice you associate with the bgs that ah, the, that the voice. Goat voice yes I, 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 it could be, it could be Maurice or it could be Barry. I don't think it's Robin, but who knows? With my luck, it might be Robin. But uh, that got old pretty quick for me. Yeah, I thought you, it sounded you, you fine. You don't get used to it. <laughs> no, I think it worked okay on "You Should Be Dancing." It didn't. I, I didn't hate it, but it didn't bug me too much. When it continued on You Stepped Into My Life, though, and Love So Right, I was like, all right, we need to mix this up a little bit. <laughs> You've got three dudes in the group, right? Why am I constantly hearing this one fucking voice when it is not one size fits all? It does not work for every situation. <laughs> yeah, and like like I said, like the first track, absolutely explosive. Like it is still, you know, just as good as you remember. Everything after that really is like 
you gotta want this sort of stuff to like it. You know what I mean? Like you oh, had yeah. to be there in this era. Uh, you stepped into my life with, like immediately is like the step down of like this song has like is is more repetitive. Doesn't have you know the lines aren't as catchy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like immediately they're they're falling into these like bad songwriting traps. You know that was a very repetitive cut, and I can deal with a song being repetitive, but. A big problem with this album, in my opinion, is that while some cuts are super funky and they definitely had me vibing, like even some of the weaker cuts, I could still give them props on like, you know, what, I was definitely still moving a little bit because you had me there musically. Some of the tracks, though, they seem like they're going for something. They seem like they're building up to something. And then the it, it you never get the drop. Yeah, it feels like, it feels slightly underwritten in a way. Yeah, yeah, it feels like something else that is cooler should be happening next, but it never fully gets there. And that's what I mean, it's like, uh, the You Should Be Dancing is like, was all the big hits that they had, and everything else just kind of feels like them trying to recapture that in each of these songs. Um, uh, what, what was Loves, uh, lovers, oh my god, I thought that was the worst one. Too it's not weird, good. too experimental. Like, <laughs> they, they, it is not their strong suit with this weird wonky beat that keeps switching times. And he's like, I want to be a part of you and I want to make you a part of me. Sweet inspiration, oh, we can make it. And it's like, it just, it just feels like, you know, different ideas. It sounds just like tidal waving over each other in this weird way. Volk- Luckily, I didn't mind it too, too much. The instrumental I thought was pretty dope, but what I could absolutely... You didn't mind uh, your boy in the background would be party? No, 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 no. The fucking Muppet voice, that can fuck right off. I got to make you understand. That's what it was. <laughs> I got to make you understand. <laughs> that was too fucking goofy. I didn't like that. Um, but that was one of the tracks where I thought the instrumental was okay. So, like, I let it live. But man, I'm not listening to it again. And yeah. then the songs in particular, Love So Right and Fast Forwarding a little bit to The Way It Is, which I definitely got to give a fucking shout out to. It was one of the, we got to bring the fucking mood down a little bit. This isn't your fucking <laughs> super dancey cut, but just the fucking like Elton John vibes I got from that cut. And then it had like towards the end, the sax came in all quiet. It was like, oh, I loved the fucking vibe of that. But then again... It's just all build to no drop. Like, they're all missing that one element of just, like, that epic... And they have that sound, too, because disco wasn't without this. So many disco cuts around this time have it, where, like, it's going, it's going, and then that last verse, it has that key change, and it picks up a little bit, and it just punches it with that little extra step. It pushes it over the edge. They never go that far, so it's like, come on! I feel like the closest they get to that is Can't Keep a Good Man Down, though. Yeah, with the, I would say with so. the Paul McCartney wings sort of uh, sound they had going on there, you know, with the yeah. harmonies. Love is the answer! <laughs> but, the, but not the question, or whatever fucking weird lyrics they were saying. It was like, oh yeah, but for tomorrow, tomorrow never comes. Yeah! <laughs> where it's like, and, and you know, at first you have that cool little sound where it feels like, like oh what's going on here what's going on and then the more you listen to it the more you're just like you guys aren't saying anything <laughs> you know everybody's just like no you, you know you hear the really cool sound and um it reminded me of what's that song that banana banana 
Live and let die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, it feels like there's the, the switch up between, like, it wants to sound epic, but it also wants to sound, you know, like, uh, uh of the time and, like, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so, um, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to get at? <laughs> no, I, I, I was laughing because if anyone's familiar with the song Live and Let Die, it starts off with that very sweet sounding, when you were young and your uh, heart was an open book. And it's all that. And then it just does the bow, bow, and it's so epic. And then all of a sudden, the what's it, mad to you? And I read I up on me, that. I remember being so confused at first. And song. they were like, what the fuck was that? And Paul was like, I don't know. Like, he basically was like, I don't know, man. We were really into reggae at that time, and we just wanted to put it in there. <laughs> Because that does not fit at all. <laughs> they were just trying to see what they could get away with, is what it felt like. Are they going to have a problem if we do a reggae break? No, we're doing a fucking reggae break then. It's in there. Oh yeah, it definitely God. doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in this lyric, uh, you know, he goes like, No, you can't keep a good man down when you got a good woman to keep him up. No, you can't stand on firmer ground. When love is the question, I got enough. <laughs> it doesn't <What>? make sense. <laughs> like, and it has the swelling music happening. It feels like there should be an important lyric happening here. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> the, the lyrics are not their strongest suit at all. It's like, there's really no point in even paying attention to what the lyrics are. And I would definitely say... Because I am not letting this track off the hook. That couldn't apply more for the pinnacle of corny oh. fucking boogie child. Which, <laughs> it's it's like when Justin Timberlake tries to be sexy. <laughs> and it's just like, man, don't. But what I wrote down here specifically is disco, especially at this time, was... A very black, very Hispanic, very, very gay, very queer genre. Mm -hmm. Yes, and this is white as all of that. Fuck. <laughs> all of that wiped away. <laughs> it's 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 straight white dudes crying and failing miserably. And the funny thing is, the only uniqueness that they can like that you can really extract from it that's like that is their style is the fact that they sound like goats. Like, <laughs> is that fucking fucking child? Like, uh. you know, what was that one uh, one lyric? A love beat where he goes like, "All I ever wanted was to have your time." Uh. <laughs> I can take it at that point. <laughs> I really like when they harmonize, and I think mm -hmm. they sound really good when you're doing yeah. good vocals like that. But Definitely. man, when they're just out on their own, mm -mm, I, I don't <laughs> dig it. Love Me was, it's not the worst cut on the album, but it is by far the most generic, forgettable, simplistic 70s pop. Nothing to be remembered. If you transported back to the 70s and the song played three times in a row, like most people probably <laughs> wouldn't have even fucking noticed. You know, like that's how generic it is. I gotta give another shout out to Subway because it's absolutely like <laughs> an obvious as fuck filler deep cut. Like, yeah, it's like what? <laughs> they had no high hopes for this one at all, but I still think it sounds pretty nice. Like, yeah, like it's got a little groove to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds more like shopping mall than Subway, but I still like it. 
Again, I, yeah, I was listening to it. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm not sure if this bit fits the mood of a subway. Like, no one is in this mood when on the subway. You know what I'm no. saying? <laughs> this isn't like downtown by, uh, uh, you know, downtown. You know, that's all with, <laughs> with the bossa nova. And, you know, if you're downtown, you're, you know, you're out and about. You're seeing the glitz and the glamour. If you're in the subway, there's nothing nice happening. It's rats and rat shit, <laughs> you know, and waiting to get somewhere. Like When you're in 76 and you're talking subway, I'm picturing the Warriors. <laughs> I'm picturing the fucking baseball fury with the fucking baseball bats and trying to get back to Coney Island. It needs to be fucking bassy, maybe a little aggressive. So maybe nothing is more emblematic, uh, perhaps, than, you know, them trying to portray the streets of New York in the 70s and coming up with this. Then three fucking bearded white dudes in bomber jackets. <laughs> and trying so hard to look like, nah, but we're still cool. <laughs> Uh, and look, like, at the time, though, they probably were one of the biggest fucking things, especially off the heels of that movie. So I'm sure this album did well, but uh, it's very hit or miss. Um, overall, I got what feels like a generous three. Uh, like fighter pilots. <laughs> what is that look they're going for? <laughs> the children of the world. I didn't really talk about that track too much. I really do like Waiting it. Waiting for the sun or something like that. <laughs> I don't understand the image you're trying to go for, though. I don't I, get it. Like, the lyrics they're saying is just, like, generic shit. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me let me uh, uh pull up the lyrics for a second. Hold on. Watching every day go by. Changes my life. Changes your life. Keeps us all anticipating. And you're like, okay, all right. I'm not sure that meant anything, but okay. Ooh, ah, we are searchers of the truth. Every man's a boy deep down. Gotta say it how you mean it. There ain't no easy way. And I was like, what is, okay, we're all right. You know, what does any of this mean? Yeah, like, but maybe go to a, like a bird in the wind. Like a tree in the storm, like a breath of a child from the moment he's born to the very last day when the curtains are drawn. We are children of the world. <laughs> like, th you just described life in general. <laughs> life like, as told by the Bee Gees. Yeah, like that's the most fucking generic. Like, do you guys understand what I'm saying? And this is them trying to do, like, the deeper hippie sound, you know what I'm saying? This is the fucking, um, uh, 70s, uh, Coca-Cola commercial where they're fucking, if I could yeah. buy the world a Coca, keep it going. This is that, it, like, as an album. <laughs> but going on to this week's newer album, we've got ADHD by ya boy, Joyner Lucas. I'm skipping every skit on this motherfucker. I cannot be bothered. Did, did you not listen to them at all? No, I, I listened to oh I listened God. to half of the first one, and I made the decision that they were so, absolutely not worth my time. Just to just to head this off in the past now, as as you were listening to the album, did you notice a very weirdly anti-drug stance, but in a way that was like <laughs> made you feel uncomfortable in the songs? The the only part of the album where I got that feeling was where he said he would line up all the kids who are addicted to drugs and, like, get them into rehab or something, like, force them into rehab, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, like, this I isn't that your Eminem line. This isn't your, you know, <laughs> take some kids from Columbine put them all in line. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's trying to flip it, but, like, you know, to make it positive. You know what I'm saying? So, on the skits, it becomes troublingly plain the possible message of these songs. Is it just, like, about this 
you know, doctor he had that's crazy for some reason. <laughs> like, this is a very strange turn of events. Like, I remember Eminem did something like that, but, you know, the punchline was he was in a nightmare and the doctor was telling him to do, you know, all the all the uh, things that made him, you know, addicted in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that, that way it makes narrative sense. But here it's just like, and then halfway through the album, it comes back again. Where, like, he's like, hey, I was a little rude to you before. I'm sorry. But uh, this time we're going to talk about, you know, the drugs that you should be taking. And maybe you should take these type of drugs. Maybe you should take cocaine. It's okay because I'm prescribing it to you. And it's just like this weird feeling like, um, are you trying to say that, like, doctors are just trying to, like, whoa. <laughs> like, what, like, what is happening here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it leads into the ADHD song where he's talking about, like, fuck medication and I don't want to be taking it. And, you know, and it's just like, what's, what? <laughs> you know, what? like, at one point it feels like, oh, is it just supposed to be this nightmare skit? But then when it comes, the elements come up in the songs, it just feels like you're trying to say, like, are you just saying, like, all medicine is bad? Because that doesn't feel like the right way to go. I want clarification on whether or not this actually happened to him specifically, or this is just something made up. Because if this is something that happened specifically, and these are, like, real-life events that he's building off of, then I think that's, you know, I think that's obviously more acceptable of, like, you're building off actual trauma. Mm. But... I didn't really get a feeling from that from the songs. Like, yeah. you, you, you're talking some serious shit, or you're tackling some serious subject matter. As a kid being abused by a professional, like, okay, this feels like a big deal. Are you going to take this anywhere? But, but see, here's the thing. If you did what I did, and you didn't listen to the skits, you really wouldn't know that there is any sort of theme. <laughs> if there yeah. is supposed to be a point to this album, I'm Dude. not picking up on it. Okay, so remember when I told you, like, the Bee Gees kind of felt like the generic version of, like, the 70s mainstream stuff? Yeah. This really feels like the generic version of, like, mainstream hip-hop guy who is in general bragging about, you know, how people hated him before, but now he has money. You know, like, it's, it's just that. And it's fascinating because wasn't Jordan Lucas the guy that was doing... You know, story songs about fucking, oh, uh, someone Scaramucci, this guy that got beat up in a parking lot, and there was this really weird story, and there's this music video for it, and, and you know, I'm gonna make this song about, like, uh, racism, and these two, you know, people talking uh, I'm about not one racist black, one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I'm gonna make a song about, you know, suicide, and one person having to deal with it, and one person who did it. I'm gonna give you those narr- what, oh, what the, yeah. Where the fuck is that guy? What are these generic-ass fucking songs? Like, it's just generic shit. Lotto, finally, it's just nothing and i'm listening to it i was like it was just washing over me i'm just like wait a minute what's happening here is he not gonna give us any of those songs is like one or two maybe if you count the uh the one where he's like hey how about you give us all the good people and take all the people that i don't like you know like unless you count that one but like that's barely a concept you know and so it's just like it feels so underwhelming to be like that really creative guy is just, yeah, you know, this is what an album's supposed to sound like. It's just supposed to sound like, you know, generic, I'm better than you with generic-ass fucking skitty uh, trap beat, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, what? Is this what you think, like, mainstream hip-hop for you, like, has to be in order for you to get accepted, maybe? But it's just like, I'm sorry, but I was here for the other stuff. Why aren't you doing that anymore? You know? And, and, and he did it a little bit on this last album. I remember hearing, like, there was at least, like, the $100 bill song where, like, you know, regardless of how you feel about it, at least, like, oh, it's a story, yeah. it's a concept, you're listening to it, you want to hear where one. it goes. Yeah, but with these songs, it's just, like, nothing's, it's just, like, the same song about how 
Uh, yeah, I'm rich now, and my son, I can get him whatever I want, but I'm not happy about it, and I'm just fucking bitching. I don't, I don't really care, though. And it's just like, that's all you had to say for an hour? A solid fucking hour? And the album's called ADHD. You got songs called ISIS. Songs on here called The War. And you listen to them, and it's just like, oh, oh okay, it's not really that epic. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, what, what's happening here? I just realized the 508 507 2209 that was his fourth mixtape. This is technically his debut album. Oh my, I saw that. Yeah, I was like, I, I scrolled past it real quick and I was like, debut? But I heard that oh. oh, can't be right. Dude, fucking, he's getting his fucking big day, isn't he? <laughs> this is the fucking chance all over again. Oh no. <laughs> what is it with these terrible fucking debuts? Okay, look. <laughs> chance with this album. I might be alone in this. I feel like I might be alone in this from the fucking general reception of the album. I fucked with I Lied so goddamn hard. I, I, gave, uh, that, yes, I yes. gave that track a five, dude. No, that was glittery. That was a, a glittering five. I gave that shit. Non-stop, yes. unrelentless <laughs> fire. Track I, one, yes. <laughs> wow, holy shit. And then, then honestly, Isis, that song wasn't too bad. Those are the only cuts I liked. Dude. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. it. And and as I'm listening to like, you know, because the, the first song is called I Lied and it, it, it flips the, the sort of typical thing you hear in a rap song on its head, right? Where it's just like, oh, you know, I got a whole bunch of money and I kept it real, you know, I, I, I'm with my day ones and all that sort of stuff. No, this song is him going like, you know, I said I was going to stay true to myself, but oh shit, I lied. And now I'm looking in the mirror like, oh God, what did I do to myself? <laughs> you know, I killed the old me. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, you just know what I mean? Like, I, I prayed to god and i said that i would i would stay true and i lied like oh man it's so fucking dope everything about that cut i really 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 like that one and I, whatever about watching dude fucking isis oh my god i'm so i'm listening to i remember when the music video came out and i just kind of felt like it felt like it should be the third collaboration they've done, you know, oh, yeah. where it's just like, eh, these, these aren't really as good anymore. And it's just like, oh, this is, the, this is supposed to be like the first one. This is supposed to be the big makeup, the big, you know, hey, you know, gather around. We're all back together again. You came with this generic shit and fucking logic sinks it. No, his verse is worse. Like, I, just I, yeah, like, I didn't like oh, him on no. that one. Like, yeah, like, I'm not caring about anything this guy is saying. And yet it's supposed to sound so epic. You hear the, the big, like, you know, fucking, uh, uh, frantic keys playing and he's like uh, attention de deficit disorder is uh, better known as ADHD is a mental disorder and you're like whoa whoa oh my god oh maybe they're trying to you know personify it by this really frantic beat and you know the, the, the person talking over it maybe they, they bonded you know about you know having ADHD and how it affects you know their ability to be musicians or something like that not really no so I'm not really about that no you know I mean in the throwing out fucking oh ISIS kidnapping they're like ISIS but that's not really they're not really you know it's not really about that you know because they're doing the ISIS thing right and, yeah, and you fucking, see the music uh, video oh my the I, I don't know how to feel about that music video <laughs> Like, I just got a question. It, it, it felt like this was at the end. It's just that you know this video was uh, uh, funded, uh, but but not you know, uh, a, a, but not you know like uh, tampered with by the American government. We just put our stamp of approval. Uh, they just wanted to use you know they just wanted to use the uniforms you know like in Hollywood where where they just want to use our tech and we are in no way influencing. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it felt like that type of video. <laughs> Why is this music video so much like the music video for Lucky You? 
the Eminem song featuring yeah. Joyner Lucas. Is that all they can do? <laughs> it's we just got to be surrounded be by surrounded people yet. as we wear fucking like bulletproof vests and shit. What With this is the connection? Color palette. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so confused. And yeah, I don't I don't like this video at all. I don't like this fucking propaganda as <laughs> right. It looks like fucking. A small dictator, like, trying to, you know, look threatening by, you know, paying a, a local artist to, like, make a music video for him. Yeah, I don't like this shit at all. It was the only other cut I even really liked, because even, like, after that, the song that got the next highest rating for me was Devil's Work. And we're already and, on a yeah. big step down. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, and I'm gonna guess it's uh, due to the producers on the album, because I noticed this listening to the Megan album, uh, Sugar, mm-hmm. that if you go from track to track, the way Joyner's vocals sound uh, differs from track to track. Up until mm-hmm. Devil's Work, I never really noticed this, but he's got the fucking Sylvester the Cat sound like he's fucking spitting. Yeah. Like, like that. You can feel like, the, the, you know, the, the words imprinting on you. And that, that is fucking nails on a chalkboard for me. So that already <laughs> made Devil's Work that much harder to listen to. But this one, yeah, the whole point of the track is he's talking to God and he's saying, hey, you took all the wrong people and. I'm gonna let you know the people you should have taken <laughs> instead of the people you did take. And it's like his his average on this cut of people <laughs> I would agree with and people I wouldn't. Yeah. It, it, it's a pretty mixed bag. Uh just going through some off the top of my head. Uh he wants Triple X and Michael Jackson back, but he wishes God would take R. Kelly. It's like Okay. <laughs> so and, and I remember someone mentioning it's like, I mean, look, pun big pun was great, but he, he abused his wife and child. Like what let's not <laughs> you know We don't like that uh George Zimmerman's walking around. Yeah, okay, I'm with you on that. But then yeah, why would you fucking you either you watched surviving R. Kelly but not leaving Neverland? Like what did you do? I don't know. It, it's a bit and, and, inconsistent. And, you know, I'm not saying, like, oh, you know, like, not having the idea of, like, hey, we want to bring people, like, back. Like, I understand that. But when you specifically make it and take these people as well, it's like, all right, now you're setting up this moral thing, which, like, makes it even murkier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if he didn't go that extra step. um, (laughs) I liked his flow on that track, but overall, that was really, really about it. And and the way it ends is so confusing because it's like you can at least respect it up to this point where he's like, man, these are the people I like. And, you know, and but you're you're you know, you took uh, all the people that I love, but you're you're keeping these people who are pieces of shit. You know, it's the Chris, uh, the Chris Rock uh, skit, you know, it's like uh, Biggie dead, Tupac dead, Vanilla Ice still alive, you know, like and it's like, all right, whatever. But at least he's like going like, God, why did you do this? What? You know what I'm saying? Like asking God, like, why is the world this way? But then the way it ends is, uh, you took my man from me, that forever hurts, but putting the blame on you, that'd never work. I know this ain't your fault, it's the devil's work. Do, 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 Devil's work. Doom, and then it rides out, and it's just like, huh? <laughs> it's like, what? But I thought the idea, you know, like, at least grapple with the idea of, like, why did it, you know, like, God, like, curse us with this, but then to go like, no, no, it wasn't your fault, it's, it's just the devil, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, 
but if you're but don't you but god made everything you know what i mean like at least grapple with the question but it's just like at the last second he's like but i was totally on god's side the whole time you know it's just like what were you i thought you were questioning you know what i mean like at least like go all the way with it you know what i'm saying like don't fuck around with it do it expeditiously if you're gonna have that fucking questioning thing like at least when hobson did his shit like he went all the way with it and, and when there was that doubt like he was honest about it you know what i'm saying but this just feels like the sort of like oh yeah the resolution is supposed to be that uh, God is right, and, and, and it was actually the devil doing it this whole time. <laughs> and he spent all this time on his fucking moral high horse to only feature Chris Brown on a track ah! later. <laughs> like, and fabulous. Yo. <laughs> Come on, dude. This is like, I, don't uh, to, I don't even need to point that shit out, but. <laughs> I ain't gotta say it. <laughs> there's something to be said there, I think. <laughs> And even without Breezy on that cut, what happened on the second half with the fucking auto-tune and the sing-songy oh choruses? And I'm sorry. bearable. I'm fucking sorry. Wasn't this the same Jordan Lucas a couple of years I was making rap battles to Lil Pump and fucking Tory Lanez talking about, oh, you niggas need to start rapping and then getting up your game and I'm spit rapping faster than you and do it on this lyrical shit. Oh, you motherfuckers are lazy and you need to do it. What? 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 Here's a shot. What happened? <laughs> These fucking lazy ass lyrics, dude. Oh my god. The same fuck. Like, I could quote you like three different lyrics from three different songs, and you wouldn't know. Like, there would be no context clue to let you know. Oh yeah, that's how, that's how you know this from that one because it's about that. Like, they're always like, oh, I wanted to go back to logic real quick. <laughs> the lyrics that he was spitting, where he was like, uh, yes, it's egregious. I'm Regis. You Kelly. You pussy. Uh. You pussy. Don't push me. I'm Louis Vuitton. You at Target with your mom on the internet, still hating on my last post. Uh, I just sent back a steak at Mastro's. My God, it's just like. That was so fucking whack, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, the, I'm Regis, you Kelly. Oh. <laughs> I'm Regis, like, <laughs> but you're, you're still Regis, though. <laughs> <laughs> that still makes you Regis. <laughs> and like, fucking Joyner is so fucking clever and witty that when it comes down to, hey, and if the bitch don't like me, she must be gay. <laughs> oh, Joyner. What song was that? Wait, which I uh, forget because uh, he she does that. It was it was so beautiful, just the way it just laid out. Like da 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 da. You must be gay. It was like, oh, <laughs> and then to and then to fucking drop the fucking homophobic D slur later. Joiner, <sighs> it's twenty twenty, my dude. <laughs> This shit ain't gonna fly anymore. Can we please get away from this? And the thing is, is you can't even use the excuse of it's shock rap shit. Because no, this is just He's generic not. shit. <laughs> he was just on his fucking moral, his moral superiority earlier on the album, and now all of a sudden he's fucking throwing slurs around. Like, yeah, this is the stuff that's gonna get the six kids off drugs. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Stand him in line and go, hey, uh, if girl is like me, she must be gay. This is talking to the youth, Joiner. Absolutely. This is getting through. Oh, oh my god. Oh yeah, uh, the, the war, the war, with a weirdly interesting young thug feature. It was just like, his lyrics weren't like great, but it was still kind of like interesting to hear the harmonies and shit he was doing. Mm. It was like, oh, huh, alright. But yeah, the war, uh, you know, um, the song's called The War, The Fucking War. <laughs> <laughs> you know, The War. 
and, and he's singing like, I spin a check on a whip, on a bitch, on a grip, on a flip, lost it all, and I got it right back, yeah. I fell in love with a chick that I thought was my bitch, till I found out it wasn't really like that. And and all the while, he's like singing so soulfully. And it's just like, what, what? I fell in love with a chick that I thought was my bitch, till I found out it wasn't really like that. Oh, I can hear the, the heartbrokenness in the way, in, in, the, oh, yeah. in the floored lyrics that you're spinning, you know? And then it's that again, that one lyric. He says, uh, I spent a check on a whip, on a bitch, on a grip, on a flip, lost it all, and I got it right back. Yeah. It's always that. Like, uh, last night I took an L, but today I bounced back. Like, you you never actually suffer any consequences. You know what I mean? Like, I hate these lyrics where it's like, oh, something bad did happen, but I immediately, uh, you know, am great now, though. So, uh, yeah. And it's like, all right, now there's no story and it's boring. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't fuck with a single feature on this if we could just go through that real quick i think fabulous had an okay verse you know it was like oh man especially compared to what fucking jordan lucas was doing you're thinking like hey at least if you're gonna get a spinner on your fucking song like at least rap like you know match really but he's just doing like singing and then fab comes in and is like oh hey this is the type of lyricism i kind of wanted like it's giving me an actual story with like imagery and shit like okay why did i have to wait till the featured guest but like that's supposed to be you jordan like what and get fucking who is that king osf get him the fuck off here i don't know who oh, the hell that yeah, is no point no point no adding point. nothing to the track fucking breezy didn't make that track any more bearable timbaland what the oh, fuck my dude Lord. when dude. i see timbaland featured and I end up hearing the fucking wackest Timberland beat I've ever heard. I, I think there was like a little like thing going bing 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 in the background. That, it's like you know, I don't believe it. Less, you know, like like that seemed like that was his uh, eccentricity uh, on display for this song. You know, like you didn't pay me enough for a big enough feature. So that's something that's kind of unconventional. Here's a little bing bing bing. Yeah, there you go. That makes it. I- that's the Timberland touch. <laughs> <laughs> that that's his little world music, the the, the, the little flair he adds. Yeah, I listened, to mark. A, I listened to an Indian musical and I took this part from it. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, this fucking leftover bit I probably used on someone else's shit. I'm just gonna throw <laughs> it here. Such a waste of Timbaland. Why even have him involved? Dude, I love. Oh my god, track six. I, I was I was listening to this album and I just like couldn't believe like how fast it was going because of how like, much I just wasn't caring about what was happening. Like it's just like I'm like, how am I already at track twelve? Like you know, like none of this left an impression on me. You know what I'm saying? But no. yeah, I love. I thought that was earlier, but that's track six. <laughs> um, yeah, where he's just like, um, it's after the. Oh, he gets a little pep talk from uh, Chris fucking Tucker and uh, and, and Kevin Hart uh, later on in the album. Which uh, I find kind of funny because uh, I remember uh, uh, Praz from the Fugees did the same tactic of uh, hey look get uh, super famous people to leave voicemails uh, saying how much they're anticipating my album you know oh man <laughs> um, it's it, never it, a good look. It was funny is that it's like Chris Tucker saying this shit. He's actually got it funny. He's like, hey, man, you know, like, who gives a fuck if you got ADHD, man? Do the fucking things that you need to do, man. Like, smoke some weed. Uh, like, get back in the studio and fucking make your music, man. And I'm like, yeah, he's got a good fucking point. By the way, this, this gets revealed in, like, track five. Like, uh, yeah, uh, track five, the, the skit there. And it's just like... But throughout the rest of the album, he's still, you know, wallowing in his self-pity and all this bullshit. It's just like, 
Well, what was and the fuck list? drugs? Exactly. And yeah, but I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do what the doctor tells me to, though. But I'm gonna wallow in my sorrow and get bad about it. This is like I, maybe you need something, man. Maybe need. Maybe you need a little weed. Maybe maybe just a little bit. Chris, goddamn sucker, took time, pep you up for your album, and then you know he's telling like, yeah, man, we believe in you. We, we want to hear your music, all that shit. The next song is like, get away from me. If I was you, I'd watch what you're saying to me. You bunch of snakes. Uh, uh, fuck y'all. I'm fuck all the haters. I came up from the mud. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they said I'd never be nothing. They said I wouldn't be anything. I was like, but there was a guy just saying that you were awesome and they can't wait to hear you. <laughs> you know, it's like these just generic sort of, you know, gym music rap where it's like, oh, I said I couldn't uh, do nothing. That's right. As I'm pumping my, you know what I'm saying? Pumping yeah, the iron. That's you know? absolutely what it is. And what the fuck, Will? Can we talk about Will? Such a half ass. Dude, I listen to Wu Tang Clan a lot, right? And. The Jizza the used to do this type of thing a lot where it's like, I'm going to take a topic and then relate a lot of things to it that are words like related to that topic. Like it is a song about like Hollywood and, you know, all the last names are related to like a story that he's talking about, you know, like, oh, okay. so like Ted turned into a hoe and, you know, oh. someone did that, you know what I'm like, that type of song, yeah. like, but it's the whole song. He had a song called Labels where, you know, uh, where he's talking about all the record labels, Tommy and oh, my motherfucking yeah. boy, you know, like, oh, that's cool. But this, I, I reference this like a couple of movies every now and then, you know, you know. Um, I'm feeling <laughs> like, feeling like an iRobot. And... <laughs> Don't try to treat me like iRobot. <laughs> like, oh. like, that's the best you had. That's the best you had for the word iRobot. <laughs> oh, you couldn't do of... any other wordplay with that. <laughs> Just the most like wackest name drops. Like, oh man! Oh, no I went out to the wild, wild west. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dude, just the way he does it. Yeah, me and my homies forever strapped. We roll up on him like men in black. Uh, uh. So great. <laughs> uh, I think I'd have made a mess. I'm out in Cali with a vest. That's that wild, wild west. Mm. It's just like nothing's of references here. You know what I mean? I was. Oh, thinking they cannot about... control me because I ain't no iRobot. Yeah, that's what. Oh, I... <laughs> uh, I ain't no i Come on. <laughs> If you have an admiration for for Will Smith, I get it. Maybe he's not the dude to fill a whole song of references to, though. Because you kind of run out pretty quick, honestly. Did he even say Independence Day? He left a lot out. He he missed (laughs) a lot of... Kind of like, come on. (laughs) He missed a lot of opportunities. He he probably could have made a... Uh, Handcock joke, like Handcock. I'm saying, like, I don't know. I got a two for this. How about you? Um, I got a one rounded up. Wow. (laughs) Like, dude, I was legit looking at these tracks. Like, I was just realizing in real time, like, it's just like, I don't care about this song. I don't care about this song. I don't care about it. It's like, because they're all the same, dude. These are all the fucking same song about how everyone's doubting you, but you're totally going to do it. It's like, yeah, we heard it. This was disappointing. Uh, Good lord, like, dude, I was really surprised by this rating. Like, yeah. when there's, when the number of, like, you know, uh, the rated number of songs, like, is less than the number of tracks, like, Ooh, that was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the added number yeah. of like rated songs. And then when I have to divide, it's like, oh, I'm getting less than one. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know? And it's like, and to be generous to round it up. Because it's just like, there is nothing special here. And it is baffling, dude. Like, even if, 
you were to go like, hey, maybe I can't do all the story-driven rap songs. I can't do all that deeper shit because I'm gonna, right. you know, make sure at least have some fucking flair to it. Like none yeah. of these songs feel special or like like there's one song I think it's the Lotto where he in no way sounds like he won the Lotto. <laughs> like oh, it's no. still the front like I'm hard and I don't care sort of you know thing. So you can't even enjoy that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, I, I completely forgot about this track, but can I just talk about how much I fucking hated the love, 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 I love. Oh, yeah, love, yeah, I love, yeah. That was mm. the fucking worst, dude. And that was after the track where Chris Tucker's hyping him up and going, hey, man, you need to get drop these motherfuckers. Oh, drop the man. fucking heat on these motherfuckers. And the hook that you're giving us is, I love, 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 love. I love. Oh. <laughs> That's the, you're giving him this work? <laughs> I made the mistake of the first time I tried to listen to the album, I accidentally had it on shuffle. And I love, I think, might have played, like, second. (laughs) I I was really close to texting you and being like, Hey, can we maybe pick something else? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, no. But then I had the other experience where it's like, okay, let me listen to them in order. And then I get fucking hit with I Lied first, and I'm like... Okay, maybe I judge this album a bit too prematurely. Maybe this is going to be some fucking uh, dope shit. It's like, no, you're wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Got your fucking hopes up, dude. Oh, Goldmine. Yeah, one of the goose eggs. Yeah, that was the one where he... Uh, yeah, th- so this is the track I was talking about where it's like, it sounds like he should be celebratory and all that sort of shit. But like the lyrics are like, you know, show up to your door like the Avon lady. I could be the goat, but the hate won't save me. It, if niggas hate me, then they hate Tom Brady, which, what? How does the transitive property of hating you mean that they hate Tom? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, but I guess he's like, go against the grain and you gotta be brave. I guess he's saying like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I, Joyner Lucas is the mainstream guy that, that everyone likes, so to hate him is to, to be contradictory? Is that, is that what he's trying to say? Yeah. It's, it's cool to hate Tom, it's, it's cool to hate Joyner Lucas because like everyone hates Tom. Is that, is that what he's going for? Like, oh, no. Everyone hates oh. him because he's so good. He's the, he's the fucking dude you love to hate. Like, is that the point? Oh. This is, yeah, this is the perfect delivery that I was talking about. Yeah, it's like, if niggas hated me, then they got it, then they hate Tom Brady. Go against the grain, and you gotta be brave. She don't like me, she gotta be gay. You take it down, and you gotta get paid. There ain't no money that I gotta get paid. <laughs> like, are, are you happy, or? <laughs> I'll add, I lied to a playlist, and you can keep the rest of it. It's it's an experience of, it's it's a case of, there are songs on here that, as I was writing them, I gave them, like, decent enough ratings. Like, there were a couple, like, threes and three and a halves on here. But as we were reviewing it, it's like, but I don't even remember it. And, like, (laughs) it must not have been that good. It might have been good in the moment, but looking back, it's like, nah, I don't need that shit. You can actually keep that. Again, the Bee Gees. (laughs) Yeah. There there were a couple tracks in the Bee Gees where it was like, oh, yeah, I thought that was cool. And then it came to fucking, like, tallying up the score and being like, why did I rate that one that high? <laughs> I have to re-listen to it again. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's okay, I guess. Fucking ADHD, uh, that joint where he, where he's trying to like fucking uh again this ADHD the title track. You know he's trying right. to make it like you know oh is it gonna be about you know his his attention deficit disorder? Is it gonna make I kind of guess. You Why know, would you? name it something so specific and like a hot button thing yeah about how you can't pay really... attention I guess you couldn't pay attention to make it any fucking concepts for this album <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, that's I the lost meta track, context yeah. <laughs> it feels I'm like a... the fu- it feels like when Kanye was like hey I'm bipolar and I love it or whatever the hell I love being <laughs> yeah. bipolar oh god oh this is he's trying to <laughs> 
It's like, <laughs> why? His own thing, huh? Why would you do that? And, uh, and on the hook where he's like, it kind of, it kind of feels like I'm dying on the inside. We're doing that Oof. Green Day. <laughs> oh man, where are you? And I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah. What was that? Remember that one song we heard? Oh, it was like playing the same take over and over again, and it was like hearing the way he says like a certain word. Yeah. My head. Head. My head. My head. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, do you say it like that? Really? Like, uh, no, no one's bringing up issue. It's like, yep, mm-hmm, sounds great. And, That's and the take. You- yeah, and he says, uh, on the hook, it just feels so like like a fucking child. He's like, you can't blame me. It's my ADHD. <laughs> it's like, it's just the pinnacle of like the, woe is me, but but I don't need to take any control of my own life. <laughs> but but you should envy me because I am taking control and I am such a boss and I'm controlling my own world and all this stuff. But it's just so like... Obviously not like full throated, obviously not like confident, obviously right. not like well written, you know what I'm saying? But it, I just can't believe, like how can you write that? Like how can you not feel like a whiny fucking emo douchebag saying, You can't blame me, it's my ADHD. Like like I understand, like cause I have ADHD as well. So I understand, you know what I mean? The idea of like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the, you you are in a certain way like a victim of like this thing, but like to specifically push it out and go like, you can't blame me, like definitively <laughs> on the chorus, you know what I mean? Usually you think the message would be something like a, you know, like I have ADHD, it doesn't have me, you know, something, something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got some shit, but I'm dealing with it. But this is literally the like, no, all my actions are excused because I have ADHD, you know what I'm saying? We're just like, uh, t- uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Shit, you know, it kind of feels like I'm dying on the inside. It kind of feels like I've been trying to get by. Oh, oh is it, are you feeling hurt? This, these are the lyrics that you feel. Maybe you need to, you know, show a little respect. It kind of feels like I've been trying to get by. Next lyric, yippee, yippee, yo, yippee, ya, ya, staring uh, at the fire, kumbaya. What? What? <laughs> yippee, yippee, yippee. What in the world? <laughs> like, I was trying to take this seriously. Like, oh, oh, do you feel like you're dying on the inside? Oh, oh, is that so? Yippee, yippee, yee, yippee, yee. Is that the sound he makes? Is that his wubble up a dump dump as he's dying oh, yeah. on the inside? <laughs> oh, man, I just can't take it seriously, man. <laughs> well, folks, uh, with all that, that about does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you so, so much for fucking with us and listening to us as you are uh, hopefully practicing your social distancing, trying to stay indoors as much as you possibly can. Do that whole spiel. We're not here to lecture you, not here to police you, but yes, please uh, act responsibly in these times. Well, no, uh, you know what? We are, we are selfish as fuck. We are selfish motherfuckers, actually. I'm going to say it. We want to keep you alive as possible to keep listening <laughs> to these podcasts, goddamn. We're, su- we're such <laughs> assholes. We don't want you getting sick. Uh, <laughs> but if this is your first time listening to us, a great way to kill some time. Uh, maybe not start all the way back at the beginning, but all of our old episodes are on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. Take your pick. Uh, whatever works for you, you can play some catch-up, kill some time, and uh, binge our uh, podcast, as well as our individual uh, YouTubes. We've got a lot of video content on our uh, YouTubes, if you happen mm-hmm. to be one of these people who you like the podcast, but you somehow miss out on our videos. There's a lot there, too. Oh, yeah, I know. So yeah, you could uh, you could check out what we do on our own YouTube's. All the links are uh, are provided. Yeah, uh, 
There's my uh, other podcast. I review a new where uh, we're mm. reviewing movies. Just got on to uh, the Wayne's Brothers. Uh, we had D Respect and uh, Ken from Dead and Hip Hop on uh, two of the episodes. You know, so we're gonna keep going on with that. Um, there's, of course, my station head. Uh, I've been playing uh, a lot of music. Just recently did the absolute best of MF Doom, and oh, uh, yeah. I made I made the playlist uh, freely available on my uh, on my Patreon. Oh, uh, cool. And uh, a whole bunch of people like went in and like listened to it. I was like, "Oh snap! All right, yeah, I'm gonna start doing more of these." <laughs> you know, doing shit to keep people entertained. You know, <laughs> and I also just kind of like that anyway. Like, you know, I find that a fun challenge for me to like be like, "Ooh, let me find give this artist to give you like what I think is like the best of their best." Like, you know what I mean? If you want to be like, "What is the the quintessential?" Like, yeah, that that's everything I'd want to listen to that would define this artist. If you don't know about him, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, don't don't you kind of feel like those best of CDs of the past kind of did a you know they did a bit of a disservice right like they were only giving you like the hit songs you know they, they weren't giving you the, the cult classics you know <laughs> you always had to if you were gonna buy the greatest hits you almost always had to buy one or two other CDs to get all the songs you wanted mm-hmm, because yeah. maybe that was by design too to make you buy the CDs and I oh, could put all of them on there but yeah, your idea of what an artist's best song is compared to what like the label would say is, exactly. is gonna is gonna differ from time to time. And I think it's kind of cool just in general to be like, hey, here are the songs that they were never going to get played on the radio, but you know they probably should have because they're really good. Like, right? Don't you ever get that feeling like when you listen to your favorite artist and you're like, that was the hit, and you know this song probably would have been like a bigger hit if the label or whatever whatever mechanics that were it be at the time were just like no it has to be the generic love song it can't be the you know what i mean <laughs> the interesting one i've said this on twitter before and if you're already a fan this isn't news to you it's it's preaching to the gospel but for people who just like generally like pop music but haven't really listened to much carly ray jepson you would only think like call me maybe was the big hit and then there was one radio single off the second album but yo all of emotion is like radio ready pop bangers just take your fucking pick they're all great same with the most recent uh album dedicated like no radio play but dude like you're missing out if you just like like just i don't want to say generic but like just kind of like carefree bubblegum pop shit and you want to have some fun yeah Yeah, just shit for your fucking vibe to a fucking mood on disc, just at, at your at your one man uh, at, at your one man uh, house parties. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like you wouldn't know if you just listen to the radio because they only play you know a couple tracks. Like like fucking, you wouldn't even know. Like the radio still doesn't play Juice by Lizzo. I still don't mm-hmm. hear that on the radio. Yeah. Somehow that got completely ignored. But we got fucking Truth Hurts instead, and like that's not my favorite Lizzo song. Not even probably in top five. Like I think mm-hmm. it's okay. But, you know, they're not always going to play what you think. People, like, you don't want people missing out on, on potential favorite tracks. I think, I think that's a fucking travesty. Can you imagine living years and, like, missing out on what on music you would have loved just because, like, the <laughs> wrong people didn't fucking, like, introduce you to it or expose yeah. you to it? And you find out about an album. Like, that's, that's happened on the podcast a few mm-hmm. times where we're fucking reviewing an album... And it came out like Dalek or something. Yeah, like 10, 15 years ago, and we're like, "How did I miss this?" <laughs> they, they don't have your best interest in mind, but guess who does? Mm. Your boys going off podcast. Yep. We've got your back and your ears, apparently. <laughs> uh, but until next time for the going off podcast, I'm Muse and I'm Ram Critic, and 
You should be staying at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>